This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Good morning, Johannesburg, South Africa. Christian Family Church, give yourselves a great big praise God hand clap. Hallelujah. And all you in the overflow room, give yourself a big hand clap as well. Praise God. So excited to be back with you again today. Our message is titled, Time to Refresh Our Faith. Time to Refresh Our Faith. Very important subject. We need faith for everything in life. Cannot survive without it. All right. Today we're going to learn how Abraham used his faith to receive great blessings from the Lord. How to use our faith as seen in the life of Abraham. Please go with me to Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, reading from the New King James translation. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. Unline that, I'll make you a great nation. In other words, you will have children. I'll bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you, and I'll curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's talking about Abraham and his descendants. Anybody that blesses the Israelites will be blessed, and anybody that curses them will be cursed by God. All right, verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram was 75 years old when the Lord spoke to him. God made Abram a promise you will have many children. That's what he told him in essence. But this promise was only fulfilled when Abraham was 100 years old, when Isaac was born. But it should have and could have been fulfilled when Abraham was 75 years old, when God spoke to him. God had given the promise to Abram, so the boy was now in Abram's court. It was up to him to fulfill the promise that he was given by God. How did Abraham fail to apply his faith? And how, how did Abraham eventually apply his faith? Let's find out. Let's go to Genesis chapter 15 and verse 5. I'm choosing the New Living Translation here. Genesis 15, 5. Then the Lord brought Abram outside beneath the night sky and told him, look up into the heavens and count the stars if you can. Your descendants will be like that, too many to count. And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord declared him righteous because of his faith. Now notice that Abram believed what God said. And because of his faith in what God said, God declared him a righteous, forgiven man. Isaac was not born 
even though Abram was a man of great faith. We need to apply the faith we have in order to solve life's problems. Jesus did not say, if anyone believes, the mountain will be moved. He did not say, if anyone believes, the mountain will be moved or removed. Jesus said we have to believe and speak to the mountain before it will be removed. Believing is not enough. Speaking is also required. Abraham believed, but he did not speak. There's no place at that time, at the age of 75, where we can see that he spoke and said it. There's no record of him ever declaring, I am the father of many nations, while he was 75 years old. Abram did not use the faith he had. It is not that we do not have faith, because every believer has received the measure of faith. When we accept Christ as Lord and Savior, it is our faith in what we hear about Jesus that allows the born-again experience to enter our heart, the rebirth of the Holy Spirit. So, therefore, every believer has been given initially the same measure of faith. Romans 12 verse 3 tells us that. It's God measured out to each believer the same amount of faith to begin with. All right? We have the faith. We're just not using it not spending it. We have to use the faith we have. For example, one could have a thousand rand or dollars in their pocket and die from starvation. If they don't take out the money and go buy something to eat, they'll die of starvation. You've got to spend your money. Likewise, we have to spend the faith we have by speaking it. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him in Genesis 17, verse 5. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am a mighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Now I'll make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. How old was he? It says here, when Abram was 99 years old, Genesis 17, 1. Say, when Abram was 99 years old, say it again, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him. Okay. Let's see what he says now in verse 3. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name should be called Abraham. Watch this. For I have made you a father of many nations. Say that. God said, say this. God said, I have, past tense, made you a father of many nations. Okay. So why did God change Abraham's name to Abraham right here? to force him to use his faith, to force him to speak what God said about him. When Abraham introduced himself, everybody heard, I am the father of many nations. 
When he said, my name is Abraham, he said, my name is Father of the Nations. Because in the Hebrew, the word Abraham is Father of the Nations in English. So God changed his name in his language to, I have made you the Father of the Nations, therefore I'm changing your name to Father of Many Nations. So when he said, hi guys, I want you to hear my new name. My new name is Father of Many Nations. Everybody had to call him Father of Many Nations. And then when he went to introduce himself to folks he'd never met before, he said, nice to meet you. My name is Father of Many Nations. Now understand, when God changed his name, Isaac was not born. He was not, at that point, the Father of Many Nations in the natural. But God said he was. See that? All right, now, have a look back at the verse again, in verse 5. We're still in Genesis chapter 17. He said, No longer shall you know a name called Abram, but your name shall be called Father of Nations, for I have made you a Father of Nations. Not going to, I have. Okay? Past tense. So, without realizing it, what people were doing when they called his name is they were declaring he is the father of nations and they were using their faith to bring it to pass. They were all uniting in agreement that he is the father of nations every time they called his name. Now let's go from the Old Testament to the New Testament to Romans chapter 4 verse 17. Here we see Paul referring to this. And he writes in Romans 4.17. I'll give you a moment to find it, New King James. All right, Paul said to the church in Rome, as it is written, now he's referring to what was written in Genesis. As it is written in Genesis, God said, I have made you a father of many nations. Once again, not going to, I have. Right? Even though Isaac's not born. He's 99 years old. I have made you the father of the nations in the presence of God, whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead. God who gives life to the dead. Put, your word, put a, a pencil mark or a pen mark around the word dead. I'll talk about that in a minute. He's talking about Abraham and, uh, and, and, and Sarah. God who gives life to the dead, it's true about Abraham and Sarah, I'll tell you now, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So God calls those things that do not exist as though they did exist. Got it? Important. God says it is this way when it's not that way. In other words, when a problem arises, we've got to figure out exactly what we want to say about the problem, how we want the problem to be, and say it like that. Say, no, I disagree with this. I am well, and I'm staying well. No, I disagree with this. I have abundant finances, and I'm prospering. No, I disagree with this. We have all the money we need. No, I disagree with this. My father, or my mother, and my children, or my wife, my husband, my family are born again. I declare them born again. In Jesus' name. I call those things to be not as though they were. No matter what they say about it, we call them born again. We call them saved. 
would call them on fire. Hallelujah. I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of God whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. So God is saying that things exist when they do not exist. God said, Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. You are the father of many nations. God said this even though Isaac was not born. Now in this verse, we can see that God calls those things that do not exist as though they do exist. And God calls it as he wants it to be. And then it becomes what he said about it. And that is how faith works. So that when I call it as I want it to be, again, when I call it as I want it to be, when I call things that are not as though they were or as I want them to be, they become what I say about them. Okay. Now, sense knowledge, that's head knowledge, the five senses, taste, see, taste, see, hear, smell, and feel. Sense knowledge education says, I only say it when I see it. I only say it. I only say I've got it when I see it. But faith says, I have it, and then I see it. Faith says, I've got it now, and then I see it later. But I say I've got it now. I have it now. My sense knowledge doesn't matter. Faith is the evidence of a thing I can't see, feel, touch, or smell. Okay? So, people cannot understand faith with sense knowledge. People tell you, well, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. No one ever said it would. The Bible didn't say it makes sense. Sense and faith are two different things, right? We just understand that. Abram had faith because he believed that God could do what he promised he said he would do. But he did not say it. He did not say what God promised. Until he started saying it after the father changed his name to father of many nations. Then Isaac was not going to be born if he didn't say it. Isaac would never be born until he said it. God could not give any special treatment to Abram. God couldn't give Isaac to Abram without Abram using his faith. Because the Bible said in James 1, 7, without faith, let not that man suppose he'll receive anything from the Lord. Please say that. Without faith, I cannot receive anything from the Lord. That's the Bible. That's the law. Okay? Abraham used his faith so that God could bring Isaac into the world. This was not only important to Abraham, but it is extremely important to God because so much was hanging on this. So much. Think about it. God's dream of having an eternal family depended on Isaac being born. And then after that, Jacob being born. And so on, so on down the line until Mary was born, then Jesus was born from Mary. That had to happen. Otherwise, God did not have his eternal family. 
Once Jesus is born, then Jesus could pay the price to redeem the human race from their sins. If Jesus could not be born, if he could not come to the earth, then we could not be saved. Not be saved. And God's dream of an eternal family to live with him would not happen. He had no, no one to fellowship with for all eternity. Everything would be lost. So Isaac had to be born. Abram had to have Isaac. But God couldn't do it for Abram without him using his own faith. He had to speak it. He had to declare it. He had to spend the faith he had in his heart. He had a heart full of faith, but he wasn't spending it. All right? So even though a lot depended on Isaac being born, God couldn't do it. He had to change his name. You've got to start confessing this, Abram. Therefore, God had to get Abram to start confessing him. So God did this by changing his name from Abram to Abraham. And as I said, the word Abraham means father of many nations. Only then was Abram able to generate faith for Isaac to be born. By confessing my name, by saying I'm the father of many nations, only then was he speaking faith and creating the opportunity, the possibility of Isaac coming forth. God saw the completed project. He sees into the future. He sees things as he wants them to be. God sees you and me as a completed project as well. Not only did he see Abraham with Isaac and millions of children born, but he saw Jesus and he saw millions and trillions or millions and billions of Christians being born again. He saw that in the future. The Bible tells us he sees the completed project. 1 John 4, 17. Let's have a look at that in the back of your New Testament. New King James Bible, or translation rather. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as Christ is, so are we in this world. God sees you and me in the image of Christ, his son. We are born again into the image of Christ. Now, I know God's not finished with us. Our behavior and conduct is not perfect. But God sees it perfect, child of God. He sees with the eye of faith that we have become all that he paid for us to be on the cross. So he says here, uh, because he is, so, uh, because as Christ is, so are we in this world. Now, why don't we agree with that and say it? Instead of confessing our weaknesses, our failings, and our mistakes, start saying, praise God, I believe, as Christ is, so am I in this world. When we say that, we start improving. God's power starts working for us. Our lifestyle improves. Our conduct improves. Our behavior improves. Our faith improves. The anointing on our life improves. Miracles improve. Finances improve. When we agree with God and say what God says about us, things begin to improve. God's blessing 
is poured out. Are you tracking me, church? This is for all the wise virgins in the house. We have to claim what God says about us, wise virgins. Don't walk in defeat like the foolish virgins. Be a wise virgin. Claim the Bible. Stand for what God said. God is exercising faith in you and in me, just like he did for Abraham. Abraham had to agree with God for Isaac to be born, otherwise he would not. And we must too. We must too. God is believing that you and I are complete in Christ. We are complete in Christ. Perfect in Christ. That's what that means. Ephesians 2 verse 10, please. New King James. For we are God's workmanship. Say this, God's working in me. Create in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we have to stand up and say what God says about us like Abraham did about himself. So therefore, let's say the following together, please. Are you ready? Say this, please. I am a soul winner. Whether you want a soul in your life or never have, just say it. I am a soul winner. I love winning souls. I am a disciple maker. I love making disciples. I am complete in Christ. I am completely well. I am completely prosperous. I am wise with God's wisdom to make wise decisions in life. I'm a wise virgin. I'm on fire for Jesus. I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I follow Him. I walk in the anointing of God. I'm wise with God's wisdom. Praise God. Now, if we don't declare what God says about us because we think we are being humble, we will miss out on God's greatest blessings for our lives. Just that simple. God delighted in Abraham using his faith. And God is saddened with those who think they are being humble by staying quiet and saying nothing. We have to boldly declare what God says about us. That makes God happy because faith pleases God. Without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Faith pleases God. Now, this opens the floodgates of God's blessing in our lives using our faith like this. How long was it before Sarah fell pregnant? God changed Abram's name at 99. We heard that. We read that. How long was it before she fell pregnant? Go to Genesis 21, verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abram, or by Abraham, a son, in his old age. 
at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, and God had as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born. All right, say that Abraham was 100 years old. Okay. Now, how long does it take for a lady or woman to fall pregnant and have the baby? Nine months, we know that, approximately that long. So if at 99 God changed his name and 12 months later Isaac's born, you take off the nine months from the one year and you're left with three months. It took three months before she fell pregnant. Now that's not rocket science. So Abraham was 99 years old when God changed his name to Abraham, which means father of many nations, and Isaac was born when Abraham was 100. It took three months. All right. The moment he began to declare, I am the father of many nations, it took three months for Sarah to conceive. Abraham had faith in God to intervene. He had faith in God to intervene. Remember this. Abraham was past the age of having children. So this was a great miracle. He could not have children through any woman, even a young woman, never mind through Sarah. Romans 4 verse 17. Now let's see what Paul writes about this in the New Testament, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Romans 4 17. As it is written, referring to what we just read in the Old Testament, God said, I have made you, have, past tense, made you the father of many nations, in the presence of God whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. So Abraham's body was dead. In other words, it didn't work. Couldn't have kids. And Sarah's womb was dead. Let's see that. Verse 18, the next verse. God calls those things that do not exist as though they did. Who... Contrary to hope, in hope believed. Abraham, contrary to the fact that there was no hope, believed in hope, had hope. So that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. You believe what God said. And Abraham, not being weak in faith, verse 19, not being weak in faith, did not consider his own body already dead. See that? He did not consider, he did not think about the problem. He did not focus on the bad news. He did not consider, think about his body that was already dead, past the age of having children. Since he was about 100 years old, or 99 at the time we heard that. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. Abraham didn't worry about the deadness of his body and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't think about it. He didn't stop thinking. Of it. He didn't put his mind on the problems of life, the circumstances around him, his financial lack, his sick body. He put his attention on the fact that God said, you are the father of many nations. God waited until Abraham and Sarah's bodies were dead. 
He waited. He could have, God could have come to him when he was 85, but no. He could have come when he was 90, no. 99, when God knew Abraham's body no longer worked. He said, okay, Abraham, your body's dead, Sarah's room is dead. Now I want those kids. I want Isaac. Now I want Isaac from your dead body. Why was that? Because now the only way that they could have babies would be by faith in God to make it happen. No other way except their faith would bring that to pass. It was now impossible for the flesh to work and produce Isaac. It was now impossible for the flesh to produce Isaac. It had to be a faith achievement. And the message that we have from that to us today is God wants us to live exactly the same way. God wants us to achieve things in life by faith, depending on Him, not depending on the flesh. God wants us to walk this walk by faith in God. I live wholly by God's strength. I fulfill God's plan by God's ability. I do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. The Lord is the strength of my life. Psalm 27 verse 1. You got it? Praise God. He meets all, he meets all my financial need. Take the stress off of yourself. Take the problem, the focus off the problem and put it on God's word. And notice it's by grace, child of God. It's his mercy that provides all this. We are having faith in a merciful God. That shouldn't be too hard to do. That's the true meaning of circumcision, actually. Circumcision simply means I'm not depending on the flesh, I'm depending on God. Verse 20. He did not wave at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthening his faith, giving glory to God. And, verse 21, and being fully convinced, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform. Now that's very important, to put a circle around fully convinced. Fully convinced. If we are fully convinced, that means we could be partially convinced, or not convinced at all. But the Bible said he became fully convinced. So, it took three months then for Abram and Sarah to become fully convinced and then she fell pregnant. In other words, it took three months for their faith to grow to that place where they could take a hold of that and believe that they are the Father of the nations totally. I'm fully persuaded. So we can be partially persuaded or fully persuaded. And that happens by meditating on the promise of God and not looking at the problem. If we'll keep looking at the promise and confessing the promise and confessing what God says about us and focus on that, faith will rise and who knows? One day, right there, bang, it happens and everything changes. We need to become fully persuaded. That's how we do it, all right? That's how Abraham used his faith and family of God, child of God. There's a great, 
great lesson here that we've just learned this morning. I trust you go home and listen to this again online, over and over actually. Get this into your heart because this is life-changing. We need faith like this in these days, in this time. Because this shield of faith will stop every attack of the devil in your life and give you victory every time. You got it? All right. Now, before I do the altar call, I need to say this. Please, if you have not done Bible college, go register right now after church. Go register right now. Do yourself a big favor. Do yourself a huge favor. It'll change your life. Spend at least one year just soaking up the Word of God. There's so much you'll learn. So much. It'll change your life, your family, your friends, your work associates. Everything around you will change. Your circumstances will change. Filling yourself with the Word of God will make you dynamic in God's kingdom. Go on. Go register. Do yourself the biggest favor you have. Invest in yourself. Invest in your spiritual power, authority, and faith. Go and join Bible school. Every head bowed, please. Every eye closed. Every head bowed, please. Every eye closed. How many of you say, Dr. Theo, I need to be sure today I'm going to heaven one day. I don't want to wake up in the fires of hell and found out I missed God, didn't make it. Can you help me? Yes, I can. So while heads are bowed, while eyes are closed, I'm going to say a little prayer right now. God's going to speak to your heart and give you the confirmation you need to know in your heart that you are God's child, that He is your Father, that you are bound for heaven. Your sins are forgiven. If that's something you desire to know in your heart today, if you want God to give you that assurance while your head's are bowed and your eyes are closed, say this little prayer with me, please. When I count to three, slip up your hand, and say the prayer. You ready? When I count to three, slip up your hand and say the little prayer. If his head's bowed, if eyes, eyes closed, but you mean business with God, that's why I'm asking you to slip up your hand. Be bold now. One, two, three. Put it up. Put it up. Now say the prayer. Now somebody's coming to put their hand on your shoulder let you know we love you and Jesus loves you while I pray with you, okay? So everybody in the room, everybody say the prayer with me. Everybody. All right, here we go. Dear God in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus. He died on that cross in my place. You punished him for my sins. So I can be forgiven. Please forgive me, Father God, for all of my sin. Thank you. Come into my heart, Jesus. Save my life. Praise God. I am forgiven. I'm bound for heaven. God is now my father. I am now God's child. I am saved. I am born again. Born to God's family. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. 
If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 